you know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of life. To starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is The Andy Stort Show. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of The Andy Stort Show. I am your host, Andy Stort, and this is the show where we can come together to starve our fears, to follow our dreams, and to fulfill our true potential. And I've got a great guest for you today who is on a mission to do those things and to help other people, especially fathers, do those things as well. His name is Klaus van Oosterhund, and he is a Dutchman living in Spain who is on a mission to get one million fathers to go from average to fearless fathers. He runs a Muay Thai business and a community for fathers who are also entrepreneurs or dadpreneurs, as he calls them. So Klaus, welcome to The Andy Stewart Show. What's up, man? Thanks, man. I am so excited. I've been looking forward to this from the moment that we booked it a long time ago. So happy we're connecting right now, man. Me too, man. I know we've had to reschedule a couple of times and you had me on your show and we had so much fun and I knew we needed to uh, turn the tables and, and get you on here. So let's talk about what you're doing. How did you come to this mission? Where did all this come from? That's a great question. And I'm going to try and keep it as, as short as possible. I was doing the Muay Thai online training business for a while, like three, four years. And I was getting a little stuck and I get a little like not sure if that was really my purpose or achieving my purpose, so to say. And I came across Niji Sobo, who you know as well. That's right. I had him on the podcast a long, long time back, like over two years ago. Awesome guy. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I joined his program and he noticed that like, hey, look, man, I have the feeling that what you're doing right now is not giving you fulfillment. It's not, not your passion, not going all out the way I feel you can because he noticed my energy. And so I said, okay, that's fair enough. And he started teaching us things that we could do in the morning to create more clarity. And for some reason, with looking at what's my vision, what is my my purpose in life, and then you're sitting there relaxing and gaining clarity and trying to find what should I do next. For some reason, it just came to me like, this is it. You know, I noticed that a lot more fathers are struggling being a father in the sense that, you know, being with their kids as much as possible instead of having to work all day and stuff like that. Because for me right now, as a dadpreneur, I'm at home and I can pretty much organize my time as much as I want. So that gives me the opportunity to get them ready in the morning, pick them up from school and just have fun. In the, in the playground without having to worry like, you know, hey, my boss needs me here. So that's where I got that started. And so far, it's been an absolute amazing journey. The day before yesterday, I had my 50th live interview, which you also were a part of. Yeah. And I had some amazing people just like you on my show so far. And I can feel that, okay, yeah, I've, I really found my path now. So I'm on a mission, as you said. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's awesome when you're, when you have a mission and you've got that purpose and that passion and you're able to share that with people. It gets people excited about it. And it also gives you an excuse and really a confidence to reach out to other people. Like you reached out to me and I'm sure you've had some other 
big name people or, or influential people in the fatherhood space or just other great dads who can inspire people. And usually you may know about this people, but you don't really have an excuse to reach out to them or to have a conversation. You know their time is valuable. But it, you know, if you've got this mission and you've got a show, whether it's a YouTube or Facebook Live or podcast like this, you've got a reason to have them on. And so you said you've done 50 of those now. What have you learned from those conversations so far? Wow. <laughs> it's more like, what have I not learned? Because <laughs> some of the things have just been confirmed, right? Because you're never sure, like, we're on our own, right? And it's hard to create a community until you do so, like, really focused, like, like I'm trying to do now. And then all of a sudden, you found great people that are kind of on the similar mission, like Larry Hackner and Brandon Handley and many more. And all of a sudden you see that all these guys, man, they, they just want to do the same as you. So one of the things that I've learned is there's no such thing as competition, right? Yeah. There's just abundance in this world. And I've gotten more from these guys than I would have ever gotten from the Muay Thai business, for example, where they do see everything like a competition. Yeah. So that's one of the lessons is like, man, just working with these guys, working on the same mission, sort of, is just helping each of us grow even faster, which is amazing. And so that's one in in regards to the entrepreneur side. As a father, one of the things that I've learned, actually, I had a great lesson the other day, and I really like that. I like to share that as well, is turn everything into an experience. That's the latest thing I've learned. And I'm working on that. And I'm working with everything. I just mean, you know, we take it so for granted, the simple things like walking your kids to school, right? I do yeah. that every single day. So it becomes a routine and you're not even focused on it. How old are your kids? Three and five. Both are boys. That's right. Your kids and my kids are the same age. Mine are, I have a girl and a boy. They're, they're also three and five. Just turned three and five in February. And uh, I agree with you. So... What are a couple of examples of things you've done recently to, to really create an experience for them? Well, one, I am the biggest nutcase in the, in the playground. <laughs> so, sorry, I didn't mean to make a joke. <laughs> so I go nuts with them, man. I'm not the father that sits around on the bench and just doesn't do anything but just watch their phone, right? Now, I do got to admit, I made the mistake of bringing a book. And then I'm reading while they're playing. And, or sometimes if I don't get my whole morning routine in, because I like to stretch as well. I do that sometimes in the park. So I'm the nutcase that's sitting there stretching with his legs wide. And Been there. Been there. So I hope with that also to teach them like, you know, it's, it's okay to be different, right? Yes. As long as you do things that help you and that you feel like they're beneficial and don't harm anybody else, then it's okay to, to enjoy that. And one of the craziest things that I did in Muay Thai, what we do, what we used to do is we had those foam little rounds. They used them for swimming. You put them around under your arms and then you use them to float. I uh, cut them in half and then you have like swords, <laughs> kind of foam swords. And we like to play with them in the house. The last time, because we have four, I brought all four of them to the park. And we just start wailing on each other with their friends and making everybody run for cover. I thought that was pretty extreme because I saw all the parents looking at us like, Oh, God. <laughs> what are they doing? You're, what bad habits are you teaching my children? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wipe the hell out of daddy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so mostly at the moment involves 
just stuff around around the around the playground because that's where we spend most of the time. The weather's getting better and they like it. And I get to teach them a lot of stuff, especially the youngest one who's who's a little in the face of kicking and punching and pushing everybody. Yeah. So yeah, man, that that's at the moment the, the craziest things that we're doing. Besides, of course, when it's like we just had carnival, I let them paint my face, which yeah. I, I show a picture every <laughs> every week. It just looks absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, I, I love those kind of things. And I think that's really important that when they grow up, they can still say like, yeah, my daddy was the craziest one out there, but we had so much fun, right? Yeah. And they'll always smile when they think about that. And I, I think about that sometimes too. And this is inspiring me you know, to think about how can I do more of that? Um, because I, will, I can take my kids to the playground a lot. And um, I will sometimes be the dad just sitting you know, on the bench watching them. Or often, mostly they want to be in the swings. So I'm pushing them in the swings. But, you know, I do some, some push-ups and some pull-ups at the playground and try to get a little exercise in. And I think it's cool to show them, like you said, it's okay to be different. It's cool to, to dance and have fun in public and stretch and exercise. It's not a big deal. I think a lot of us grew up thinking, oh, don't do anything that might get people to stare at you or look at you funny because they're judging you and we don't want that. Mm-hmm. But when you feel free to do those things and you realize it doesn't matter, which is a place that you and I have gotten to, a lot of people haven't gotten to that place and we can instill that in our kids. I think their lives will be so much better because they hopefully won't have to go around worrying so much about judgment from others. And we always have to worry about that in some places, but dancing and exercising in public and fighting and <laughs> should, shouldn't be a big deal, right? Exactly, exactly. And, and I'm always like, what do you prefer they see? Do you prefer to be the parent that stands right outside the playground smoking their cigarette or sitting on the bench watching their phone the whole time on Facebook or WhatsApp or that active father that goes a little crazy and that everybody looks at weird? Well, well my choice is very simple. <laughs> very simple. Yeah. And that goes along the lines with what your mission, which is about helping average fathers become fearless. So tell me more about what that means. Yeah, exactly. I think I came up with that mostly for myself as well, because I started to notice, especially in the beginning, when I became a father, that I was very afraid. And one of the things that we do when we're afraid is run away, right? Yeah. Or make us think we're doing the right thing. While deep inside, we know we are, we're not, right? So one of the things is, and I'm not saying it's not a good thing, right? But one of the things that I did at first was work and work a lot. And at first I wasn't a dadpreneur. I just work in a nine to five, but I was away a lot. And especially coming home, you know, you come home late, et cetera, et cetera. So you wouldn't be with your kids. And I noticed that there was a fear in there of being a real father and, and teaching them because you're so afraid of teaching them the wrong thing or messing them up for life. Thinking that, you know, giving yourself the ego or the credit that you even can do that. <laughs> so that's what I came from. And fearless or become a fearless father doesn't mean that you don't have any fear. I mean, I have fear constantly. Um, however, it's, it's a, just a different way of dealing with that fear and recognizing it very quickly. Right. Seeing it as a challenge or, or a struggle that you're having and attacking that as fast as possible to make sure that it goes away. And then you continue to the next pretty much fear moment or, or challenge moment. That's pretty much what I'm doing. That's awesome. Man. And, I, and I was wondering about your perspective on that because as I've studied fear a lot and talked to a lot of people about it, one thing that I've, I've discovered and realized is that you cannot completely eliminate fear, right? There's always going to be fear there. You're always going to have things that you fear. 
something I talked about on a solo show recently is that I've had a lot of conversations about this and come to realize, kind of obvious, but everybody has fears deep down that are holding them back from something, right? I've had some deep conversations with people in my mastermind groups and things I've been in where people share their fears and everybody has fear. And if you think you don't, you're lying to yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So there's never going to be a complete lack of fear, but we can face them. We can take action and move past them. And that's what courage is, right? Courage is recognizing our fear and taking action anyway. So I was wondering about your perspective on that since you know you called it fearless, but like you said, we'll never be completely absent of fear. You still have fears that you deal with, but is that more of like a mindset or mentality that you try to give yourself an alter ego, if you will, that you know this is what I would do if I was fearless, I would take this action and I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. So I always try to see, or I always picture myself as who do I want to be? What's my highest self look like? Yeah. That's one of the things. Not saying, look, I want to eliminate all fear. We even need fear as human beings, right? I mean, you want your kids also to be uh, be afraid of stuff. Yeah, I want my kids to be afraid to go in the street without me. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because I, I don't want them to get hit by a car. Exactly. But you want them to be afraid of crossing that street without looking, right? Or you want them to be afraid of when they climb up on something really high to make sure that they don't let go, just thinking, ah. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Fear. Fear is useful, still very useful in certain situations, right? Exactly, exactly. So that's one of the things. And the other things that I've learned, right? Because as you know, I, I do the Muay Thai business on the other end. And I used to have a lot of interviews with, with professional Muay Thai fighters. And if there's some fear, it's stepping in the ring and, you know, pretty much just with gloves. And that's it. If fighting somebody with elbows and kicks and, and knees and stuff like that, there's a lot of fear that comes in. And I've always was very interested as well, just like you, about, you know, what's that concept? Because you got to be nuts. I mean, I practiced, but I still didn't like to hit. I had fear for hitting somebody and I had fear for them hitting me, which is weird if you do that kind of sport. But yeah, for me, it was it was a good thing and it would help me deal with it step by step better and better. But these guys, I mean, some of them actually got, not my friends, but some people actually get killed sometimes in a ring, right? So that's that's real fear. And, and I was wondering how is that for them? And they also say, look, we also have fear. It's not that you don't have fear, but you just learn how to deal with it and you prepare yourself as best as possible. Yeah. And that's what you face every time. And that's what gives them the adrenaline. That's what makes them grow. So you also, or for myself, I use my fears as well to know, ooh, there's fear there, right? So that might just be the road that I need to take yeah. to achieve the biggest growth for myself and to continue as as a dadpreneur and grow faster and just reach my objectives and reach my vision as fast as possible. Yeah. So and I know you run a community for dads that's fairly new and you also coach fathers as well. What is something you do uh, or tell people, fathers or people in general who are dealing with a lot of fear, they're letting fear hold them back from doing things they want to do. How do you help them move past that? That's a great question. So... One of the things is because what happens when you you reach that point of you know oh a challenge or a struggle or fear right you stop and sometimes you just don't do anything or sometimes you go into your bad habits like I used to have that one of my bad habits was watching movies or playing video games right so both of them don't add any value whatsoever however that that's what will happen so you, you try to identify that and then try to create a new habit. Right. So for me, for example, when there's fear, I try to discover, okay, what is it? What is it that keeps holding me back? And then what I do, for example, is start reading, try to turn it into a different habit. 
So try to exercise a little bit extra so I can get my mind clear again and try to really think like, okay, how can I overcome this? For example, I go out and find a, a book that talks or deals about what it is that's holding me back, what kind of fear it is, right? And the biggest thing I always teach people is you can read as much as you want, you can do as many courses as you want, et cetera. But in the end, the only thing that you can do is just take steps. So then I, I really try to plan a strategy on, okay, how can you overcome this, Yeah. right? So you're trying to get the picture of, okay, what's your vision? Now, one of the things that's most important with these things, because even if you have everything ready and you know like, oh yeah, I want to get rid of that, then the most, most important thing, if it's something really, really big, is that you determine why is it so important. And that you determine for yourself, what would my world look like if I overcome this fear? And what would my world look like if I don't do it, right? And I always keep saying the same thing, and I learned this, especially from Niji, when Niji said, look, if on that corner, on the other corner opposite of you is a million bucks, you're going to run to it real fast, right? Not somebody else going to take it. Right. And then the other corner, I'm behind you, there's a pack of like really hungry dogs, right? <laughs> right? They're going after you. So you get the bad, you write that down, and you get the good, you write that down as well. And you just look at that daily. And then just with those steps of actions, every single day moving forward, at a certain point, you just look back and you're like, wow, was I afraid of that? Was that what's holding me back? And it's not because that fear is not there anymore. It's just because you've grown, you've outgrown that fear until you, of course, come across the next one. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I like that. I have thought about that a lot. In fact, I was giving someone else some advice on this recently. And I think that if you are someone with big goals, you know, things that you want to achieve, like you, the people you, you work with that you talk to. And uh, I like your metaphor of the million dollars in one corner of the pack of dogs behind you. Like, what are you going to do? You always have something you're running away from and something you're wanting, running towards. For me, the thing I'm running towards, right, is, is fulfillment, you know, the pride and accomplishment, it's affirmations, it's admiration from other people because I've achieved so many things. It's the example I want to set for my children, right? And my friends around me that I can go do these things and they recognize that and they believe that they can go do anything too. The thing that I'm running against and the thing that I use to beat a lot of fear if I want to try something new and, and I might stop for a second and say, oh, I'm afraid of this, is what if I don't do it? Am I going to regret not taking that chance? And the answer is usually yes. If I don't take this chance, I don't start this podcast, I don't you know, leave my job and go into business myself, I don't try to talk to this person or get this deal done or whatever it is, will I later on look back and regret not taking that chance? And if the answer is yes, then I need to take action because I know it's going to be worse if I don't do it. So that's one thing that's helped me a lot. And I'm sure it's something that you've probably thought about as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you got to turn it into a must, right? Yep. Not as like, oh yeah, I'm thinking about this or I kind of want this. No, 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 no. It's a must. And one of the things that helps me a lot is just thinking about, okay, how would my kids, right? How would they look at me or what would they learn from me letting the fear overcome me and me not taking action on it? Yeah. So that, that for me is a huge driver. And that's, that's one of the things that I always write out as in the negative is like, my kids are not going to respect me. My kids are not going to look up to me at the way I, well, I don't want to look up to me, but you know what I mean, right? So yeah. they're not going to look at me the way I want them to see me. So that, that propels me forward as much. And then on the other end, I usually write down as also for my kids, right? Like yeah. they're going to grow up um, with things that I didn't have when I was young. 
or achieve things that I didn't achieve when I was young because I let I let fear hold me back a lot when I was young. So oh, me too, a ton. Yeah, exactly. So that that's one of the things that I'm now trying to invoke in my kids. It's like, look, you can't let fear hold you back. So that that's my drive. Yeah, and how do they? I like that. How do they look at you? You want mm-hmm. them to look at you as that nut on the playground, <laughs> not the scared guy on the sidelines that won't that won't go out and, and play with them, right? Exactly. How about the Muay Thai business? Uh, what does that look like, and how has that helped you with uh, all of these things? All right. So that's all online. Um, it's helping me because we've done it now for four or five years, and we've made a lot of failures. But the biggest thing that I've learned from that is dealing with criticism. I just told you I had a a conversation where I was being interviewed as well, and and we were talking about haters, right? So people saying like, oh, you can't learn this stuff online. My teachers are going to laugh at you for doing this. Yesterday, I had somebody writing me saying, you you really got to stop writing me these emails and then said a couple of really nasty words. Um, So I learned to deal with that kind of criticism and negative response in a way that now I just turn it into a positive. And not letting me, because when we started out and people were, were really saying negative things, like I would get 10 responses that were positive and one negative, and I would be out for a day. I mean, literally out. Like I would be in my mind. Just crumble. Yeah, I just, just. And now it's like that guy writes me and I actually used it in my next email. Like I write, I write these guys every single day. I send them value every single day. And this guy is just like, why is, you know, you got to stop sending me these emails. And, and I wrote everybody with his line that he wrote me. I put that in the subject line. <laughs> right. Say, yeah. look, I don't care. There's a button right there. If you want to, you can unsubscribe, which is fine. That's right. But I'm trying to deliver you value. So you got two options. I used to unsubscribe yourself or you tell me what kind of value you need. And I'll, I'll make sure you get it because that's my mission. Yeah. But there's no need to write these kind of things because what we learn in Muay Thai as well is showing respect. So if you can't show respect, I don't even want you in here. Man, I got so many emails this morning. <laughs> it was really nice. But that, that's what we learn. And I think that as an entrepreneur, right? And, and I'm sure you had to deal with it as well. There's always people for some reason that think, it's necessary for them to let you know that you don't, that they don't agree with you. Well, I am like, if I don't agree with you, one, I'm not going to tell you publicly, right? Because now you and I have a good connection with each other. I would tell you personally, and I tell you why, but I would tell you in a way that it's, it's good for both of us, right? So we can build on our relationship. Yeah. But for some reason, and I especially noticed that here in, in this environment of martial arts and in Spain, for some reason, everybody <laughs> has to give their negative criticism and it made me stronger. So I'm grateful now for all those people. And every time somebody writes me like that, I'm just grateful that, that they do. Because apparently I didn't have made an impact in their life some way. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they took the time to pay attention to you, to read your email, to reach back out to you. And it's on, to th- it's on them if they're having a negative reaction or they're being critical or or disagree with you. It's one thing to disagree. We're always going to disagree with people just like we agree with people. So. <laughs> you want to find your tribe, right? But to, yeah, to come back and be critical of others, I never understand that. But I love that I can totally relate. You know, I think a while back would have crushed me too to get any negative feedback like that. But now for you to be using it as fuel and just it almost helps you to get those. 
Uh, I love that. And I, I haven't experienced, you said, you know, I could probably relate. I haven't experienced that very much. I guess I'm not, I'm not as big time as you. I don't have any haters. So if you're out there, if you are some reason you're listening and you're like, I hate this guy. Every time I listen to him, he's such an idiot. Please send me your hate mail. Let me know how much you hate this podcast so that I can use it in an email out to my list. <laughs> well, it's good for you to to grow. It's helped me. Let, let's say, look, I'm not saying like everybody should write each other. He hate bills now, right, right, right. but it, it has helped me grow yeah. a lot. And it has helped me all of a sudden become more confident. While at first, when those emails hit me, I was like, you know, really out of the park and really thinking like, oh, am I doing the right thing? Is this helping? Yeah. And, but the ridiculous thing is, Andy, that as I told you, I got 10 positive emails and you go one negative one and it's the negative one that touches you. It's like, really? It should be those 10 that you need to focus on, not that one person. So that, that took me a while. And what really, really helped me, and that took me a while as well, but that, that also came from the interviews since you asked earlier, like what were some of the things that you really learned? It's like, I cannot control what somebody else does. That's right. You can't. You can tell me right now things. I cannot control what you're going to ask me. I cannot control what you're going to tell me. The only thing I control is how do I respond and how how do I let my brain? Yes, absolutely. It's such a great lesson. I was just talking to my daughter about that last night. We're starting to talk about those things. How You can't control your little brother. You can't control other people. You can't control the things they say to you. What you can control is how you react. You can re- control how you respond. And it's not easy. Um, the other thing I thought was, it's so interesting about human psychology. When you tell that story about you get 10 positive and one negative and the negative really just blows you away and kind of puts you on the couch. Is that how long have you been practicing Muay Thai or, or martial arts? Well, martial arts long, but, but Muay Thai, I think about seven years now. So do you feel very comfortable defending yourself if someone came up to you and tried to attack you? Uh, never. Never? No, I think if you feel comfortable with somebody attacking you, like you mean on the street or you mean just in the ring? Yeah, I mean, on the street, do you think that you could defend yourself reasonably if you're, I mean, no weapons involved? No, no, I hear you. Okay, so this is my biggest lesson Okay. Uh, to anybody that's practicing martial arts. Never feel confident that you can take no matter who. I have seen little guys throw big guys all around the ring, which hardly looked like anything. So the biggest lesson that I've learned there for martial arts is never, ever think that you can. Yeah. Well, I think that's a lesson for life and business. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, stop referring to yourself as an expert or an influencer or whatever, because we're always, there's always a chance to learn. And the minute you start thinking that you're at the top, that you've made it, you know, you're going to get displaced. You're going to get disrupted. Someone's going to pass you. Something's going to happen. And not to mention, you're going to look like you're pretty arrogant anyway. Because there's always opportunities to learn. There's always someone ahead of us. And we've got to be watching, you know, at, at all turns. So I think that's a good lesson for, for fighting and for life. No, no, absolutely. That's the lesson I learned from my, my instructor, Mario Vega, who is the one I work with, with my Pro. I film him teaching all the techniques and stuff. That was a choice that we made because I prefer to, you know, if I can get the best. <laughs> and yeah. I'm silly enough not to do that because I, again, and this is also, I think, what we, we spoke about last time. It's for me, it's all about impact. Money yeah. will come, but I prefer to share it with the people so I know I can make the biggest impact on somebody getting the course. Yep. And to just do it myself. And, you know, it, I mean, I'd still be good, but it won't be as good as, as he does it. So sure. that's the thing. And, and he taught me that. He's like, look, I am 
always studying and I'm always learning. I learn yeah. from the newest guy that steps on the mat just because they do things so completely different. I like it. I like that. Well, the point I was trying to make about uh, psychology that I thought was interesting is if you've been studying and practicing martial arts for many years, I have not. And I really appreciate your humble mindset about it. But I'm going to make the assumption that if I came up and went to punch you in the face or something, that you could reasonably defend yourself. But it's actually the email that technically is in, you know, causes you no harm, is no danger, you know, physical danger to you. And yet that is actually probably worse, you know, mm-hmm. emotionally. That's what can the criticism from someone that you don't even know in an email or on social media can just crush us, right? Almost worse than getting punched in the face. It's crazy. In fact, actually, I read this study. I was in this program recently and, and saw this study that the act of being rejected, that is, you know, you're rejected by someone you really like and romantically or uh, in a social situation where say you're a group of friends and they just decide not to talk to you anymore. They studied like the human brain of people that were, that were being rejected in those situations. And the pain, the emotional pain was actually the equivalent to getting punched in the face. It was the same thing. Mm. Equivalent. That's, <laughs> that depends, man. I mean, <laughs> you've probably been punched in the face by a few people, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. And not just the face. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, man. I think the mind hurts. For me, it hurts more. Yeah. Because I'm that person. It will keep going in my head. It will keep going, especially when it's people that are close to you. You know, it just keeps going. And why? And what did I do wrong? And da 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 da. So, no, I mean, it hurts more. Those wounds that you get from somebody kicking you or punching you, sometimes even it's a nice mark, you know, that you can yeah. wear with pride. Like, look at me, what I've done. You learn from it and you move on, right? Yeah, exactly. I should have kept my guard up. <laughs> right. So the psychological stuff is harder. Okay. So you're, so you got the Muay Thai business. You're, you're building this community for, for fearless fathers, um, particularly entrepreneur or dadpreneurs. Where does this go from here? Where does, where does class go from here? So day by day, step by step, getting closer to my, my mission of, of, you know, having a community of a million fathers and helping them just make an impact in their lives, making them become fearless, making them become courageous, right? Yeah. So that's, that's the big mission. As I mentioned, I, I take it, like I, I put down my big mission, uh, my big vision, mission, vision. And then I just plan my year out and I plan my, my 90 days out, especially right now. I'm really focused on the 90 days. Nice. So for now, it's all focused on, on my one-on-one coaching where I help out starting dadpreneurs to make sure that they, they spend the right amount of time on their business. But the thing is, and you've probably faced this problem as well, is that you're so driven to make a huge impact in people's lives. Yeah. That sometimes you're just so focused on your work that you forget, or you don't forget, but there are still kids and they need as much time as possible with you. And that's one of the traps that I made in the beginning. It's like, okay, now I'm no longer working nine to five, right. but now I'm behind the computer all day trying to create content and going live. And Right. It takes a lot of time. I'm, I'm there with you. It's not easy. It's not like you just pop in and pop out. I'm, I'm big on, on making sure that the balance in their lives is there. So that's my biggest focus. And that's, pretty much all, everything also that, that I'm studying on for myself to make sure that I got that on lockdown. So those are the, the small things and then, or the big things I should say, but then on smaller areas as well, um, like I told you, I got the, uh, the solid morning system training going on. So I'm also working on 
smaller types of trainings that people can just get and that can help them on a daily basis without them having to spend like one-on-one coaching um, takes a lot of time and it's not cheap. It's worth it. (laughs) It's not cheap, as you know. So I'm also creating some programs that can help everybody out that's starting with them having just to look at videos and having plans where they can work ahead. So that's in regards to the father business, because of course, as you know, the Muay Thai business is there as well. So I got to focus on that. So sometimes it's hard to, to make sure that, you know, which one do I focus on the most? Right. And I'm trying to really make sure that both of them get the, the biggest focus. Yeah. Last question for you. Is there anywhere, we talked a lot about fear. Uh, is there anywhere where fear is holding you back or has been holding you back recently? What's your biggest fear? The start in the one-on-one coaching. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a huge fear for me because all of a sudden you get, it's not just being responsible for yourself. Right. I feel really responsible for everybody that I'm working with. That's why I put so much effort in going live every single day. Yeah. Right. That's why I put so much effort in the content that I share it is as, as, as much valuable for everybody else. That's why I put so much effort in, in making sure that I have a deep uh, emotional connection with my wife. Uh, I take care of my mother-in-law, as you know, she's next door. And then uh, of course my kids. So I make myself really responsible and that's what helped me back. And that's why I told you before we started school, like, look, the next 90 days are going to be completely focused on that, on the one-on-one coaching yeah. and making those, making more steps on there to keep developing. I've been coaching. I mean, I, I've trained people in Muay Thai. I've been, I've taken fighters all over, all over Europe, UK, Germany, the Netherlands, etc. So I know how to coach. But for some reason for this, since I'm a father as well, and I know it's not just, you know, you, you're responsible for little kids and that, yeah, that makes me very conscious. And again, there's fear there. So which is, I think it's really good. Yeah. You know, not like, oh yeah, I'm going to be a coach and woof. No, no, no. There, there's, I'm putting real thought behind it, how to make the biggest impact. So yeah. It's a healthy fear. I, I appreciate you being vulnerable and talking about that. Uh, I think that's natural and there's a lot on the line there and it's something new that you haven't done before and you don't know how it's going to go and you want people to be, you know, get a lot of value from it and make sure you're giving them great guidance and uh, especially since it does involve their business and their family and uh, you want to be the best, the best coach and father and person you can be and that's what I'm trying to do and that's what all our listeners are trying to do as well. So I hope this has given them plenty of great things to think about. Uh, for anybody that wants to follow you and, and maybe join you on your mission and your community, where's the best place for them to go? Become a fearless father. If you type that, you should either find my YouTube channel or my Facebook page. They can look for me. Uh, my name, I think if you put it in Facebook, I don't think there's many people called Klaas van Oosterhout. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that should be fine. And then, of course, for all the dadpreneurs, I have a, a special close group with... I got some amazing dadpreneurs already together that are way further ahead than, than I am. So I'm very blessed with that. And it's called Fearless Fathers. Cool. And then on the podcast also, well, you you actually pointed out to me that I'm also on iTunes, which I didn't know yet. Uh, and I'm right. on Spotify apparently. Yeah, I sent you the link the other day. You didn't even have yeah. it. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah, that's happened. Hey man, that's what happens. You're just creating a lot of content. You're putting stuff out there. Can't even keep track of it all. Exactly. Uh, just trying to add as much value and and uh, and see what see what sticks. So, all right. So, look up Klaus. Find uh, becoming a fearless father. Search fearless father. You're going to find him. Klaus, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing some of your journey and your experience, and of course your 
your wisdom in this area. We're all learning and growing together. Uh, and so I appreciate uh, your thoughts, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. It was an honor. I'm really excited. Absolutely, bro. I've been on this show. Thanks a lot. All right, take care.